What is up, everyone? You're listening to The Shane Holcomb Show. I'm your host, Shane Holcomb. Today, I want to welcome on a very special person in my life, my trainer with a smile on his face, as always. I want to welcome on the podcast via the Zoom hotline, Hidi Korakashi. Welcome on, Hidi. Thanks for having me, Shane. I'm glad to be here, and I'm excited to uh, talk to you this morning. I am too, and we have shared some really special memories over the past couple of years at Resurrection Movement Studio that you started five years ago, I think it was, or six years ago. Um, but we're doing a lot on Zoom right now through athlete training sessions. We're going to start with that first. So an athlete training program, you started off with a lot of dance classes and a lot of fitness classes. Uh, so what made the idea of an athlete's kind of program developing that kind of community aspect at RMS? Sure. So my passion has always been working with kids, right? So I love working with kids in any capacity that I can. And training for athletics is something that I wish that I had growing up. So I, it just wasn't accessible to me when I was playing sports. I was a big baseball player. I love playing baseball. Um, but nobody really helped me in regards to like how to train properly, how to, what to do, all that kind of stuff. So as I like, you know, as I was learning more and studying more, I, I, I said to myself, I was like, God, it would be cool to be able to offer this kind of kind of services to the, the kids that I work with. And I, I felt pretty confident with the extensive studies that I've done in regards to strength and conditioning uh, and, you know, power and strength development, and speed and agility stuff um, that I can offer this, uh, you know, overall, like a holistic approach to training for the athletes. Hence, I opened it up and, you know, like, you know how it is. Like, I love working with kids and I, I, I feel the connection with you guys. Uh, that's why I dig so deep into it and, you know, continue to offer even this, uh, this pandemic. Yeah, I definitely love the Zoom class that we've done during uh, being inside. It's just helped me get inactive, staying active during this time. Uh, and then just seeing every one of you guys' faces still because it's, I haven't, I haven't been able to go uh, the past couple of months because I, of course, I'm at Sam now, and it's just nice to see you guys, your guys' faces uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays now. I'm excited for the summer. Hopefully, we can be back together physically in the summer because the summer sessions are always so much fun uh, doing that four days a week. Uh, but we're going to kind of go into the community at atmosphere of RMS. I've loved seeing Resurrection Movement Studio grow over the past couple of years, and I know you have too. Just developing like that family aspect of things, like you have the kids, like, like, go into the athlete training programs and you have their parents doing uh, like training sessions with Michelle or you or Raw. Uh, I just think it's really cool because you guys have developed so many good relationships with all these families into Danville and other communities and your brand's grown so much over the past couple of years. So starting with the dance classes and working your way up, just kind of go through the classes that you kind of offer at RMS and how you develop that family atmosphere. Sure. So we have two components. So we have the, uh, as you mentioned, the kids dance program side and the fitness and the training side. Uh, we actually opened with the fitness side first. Uh, dance program kicked in in September. We opened our doors in January, uh, end of January in 2015. 
and so dance and fitness has always been a passion of mine. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit when I first started, it was very, very raw. You know, I, I kind of fueled off of my passion and love. My knowledge wasn't great, but through all these past five years, like I've continued to learn and kind of dive deep in uh, to continue to educate myself. Because the way I look at it, if I'm not getting better, how am I going to tell and teach my clients to and then push them to be better if I'm not leading that by my example? And so I've always focused on that. I've always believed in continued ed and just continued to sharpening the knife. You know, like that's one of the things that I really, really try to focus on with you guys, especially with the athletes. Um, because I do believe the process of training teaches you more than just like getting in shape or getting better. It's all about like mental and, 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 and skills and aspects of life that translate over long term in your life and we can go into talking about this later when we talk about you know working with the athletes um but as far as the community goes it's one of those things like when you do it together with other people you're more likely to stick to it you know and so the, the finding the people that you enjoy training with finding the people you in, enjoy being around is a huge factor in somebody's success in regards to fitness and training and as far as dance goes dance is something that like you know, a lot of things nowadays gets too seriously and it becomes like moneymaker, right? And then and my way of approach is like, it's, it's art, you know, it's an expression of itself. Kids who are not able to express themselves via words are able to express themselves through movement on the dance floor. And dance is something that's always been really close to my heart. And, you know, like I wanted to provide an opportunity for kids to learn that in an environment where it's judgment free. Uh, they're able to express themselves and they're exposed to learn. And, you know, if, if opportunity strikes that they're able to go further in their career with dance, that's great. But I'm very open to saying, hey, like if you're looking to be a professional dancer, we're probably not the facility for you because that's not our primary focus. Our primary focus is kids first, dance second. Dance is just a vehicle we drive to get the kids from point A to point B because the things that they learn, and it's the same thing with the athletes that I train, the things that you learn through training and through dance carries over to life. And those are the things that's more important. And it's right on the wall when you walk into your studio, uh, the mindset, are, is your mind in the right place? Uh, is your mindset in the right place going into a training session? Are you going to work very hard at your potential 100% ability right when you walk in uh, to Resurrection Movement Studio. That's right there on the wall. And I know the people that you train with affect how you perform because you want to compete against them. You're going up right next to them. You want to get more reps than the other person. So you just you, you train a whole lot better when you're going up when you're going up right next to your friends and you're having a good time at the same time, sitting and dancing. Even in our training sessions, we're, we're having a great time. Uh, at this facility. I know it's been a great outlet for me to just be with the people that I really like and the people who really lift me up. And it's been an amazing couple of years going back to the athlete training sessions. Uh, so athletes right now, they're of course in quarantine. Some of them got their sprint seasons canceled, unfortunately. Um, but they're inside right now. Uh, they're wondering what they can do uh, to keep their heart rate up, to keep their passion for their sport up and to improve for the next season. Um, so kind of take us through what you're offering on Zoom right now, but also some advice for kids that just want to get up and uh, get out there and get better. And maybe they're saying that they're going to do something, but they're not really doing a lot to, to get better for their next uh, next season for high school or maybe middle school. 
uh, just some advice for athletes to what they can be doing at this time right now to improve for next season. Sure. So we're offering virtual athlete session on Tuesday, Thursday at three 30. And to me, um, the program itself is not the main component as to what which we offer. You know, we have about more than 10 kids each session training together, which is awesome to see. But to me, the, the discipline of showing up every session speaks more volume than what we're actually doing within the program. So for any athletes, whether you have an access to a gym or home gym or you don't have anything, you know, I think the most important thing you could be working on right now is building habits that's going to last a lifetime. So what does that mean? It means if you want to be successful, if you want to be ahead of the curve, ahead of everybody else, it means that you need to create habits that's going to make you successful in the long run. So what are those? I'm, I'm thinking like waking up early in the morning. Right now, you guys don't have school. It's easy to sleep in until like noon, right? But if you're disciplined enough to wake up at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning right now, then when the season gets back on and it's crunch time, you're more likely to wake up at those hours and continue to push through. Because right now you have the whole variety of options of time. But even in this time where you have a lot of freedom, you're able to be disciplined enough to wake up early and to do something productive. Even if it's a 15 minutes of movement or as soon as you get up, you make your bed, that's doing something productive, right? So creating those habits that's going to last your lifetime and also making that conscious effort to be productive from, from the moment that you wake up those are the things that you can easily practice with no access to the gym, no access to anything that will carry over, excuse me, once the season opens back on or, or you go back to the quote unquote, the normal ways of life. The other thing you could do is like, don't be limited by the fact that you don't have access to the weights. It's okay. It might be really hard to progress, but if you are connected with a good trainer, they can program a good training program for you just using your body weight. And also like understanding and working on small things, like the small things that we tend to overlook, like rolling, stretching, breathing, uh, mechanics. These are great times to really hone in on those skills and make a habit out of it, create a routine that you can stick to. So then when you go back to the regular season, you can, you can practice that. So it's all to me right now, what's important for an athlete is it's, it's boring and it's simple, right? And then our training is the same approach. It's creating habits that's going to make you successful in the long run. So you need to sit down and figure out what those are for you. So if you're like a person that's like, oh, I really can't get up before noon. Well, let's start with waking up at 10 a.m. next week. You know, 10 a.m. Let's wake up at 10 and set your alarm at 10 a.m. So then you're waking up at 10 a.m. next week. Following you, you're going to make it to 9.30. So it's not, I'm not asking you to asking anybody to do like a, a drastic approach. It's step-by-step. Step. So really assess where you are and then figure out your action plan. And, 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 and that practice itself of figuring out what you need to do and, and creating an action plan, that's a habit that you're forming. So you see how everything kind of connects to each other. There's a lot you could do, but really it breaks down to how hungry are you? This is a great time to really reflect and say, you know, do you really love what you're doing or do you love the idea of doing what you say you love? That's a two. Yeah, it is. It is two different things. And like we talked about earlier, it's all about the mat. It's all about your mindset. Really. If you want to keep on getting better and developing those habits for the long run. It's all about your mindset uh, saying, okay, I'm going to wake up early. 
I'm going to get outside. I'm going to go for a run with my brother, or I'm going to get outside, just to even walk outside and experience some fresh air. But like, like you said, it's a great time to just reflect on, okay, like I'm, I'm really getting outside. Like I'm really doing some really good things with my body. And I, I, maybe it's, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's okay. I need to be doing more. I need to be getting outside more. I need to be exercising more, uh, to get into the summer and then to further to your, to your fall season, because this is going to lead into the summer where we're, we're thinking and schools might be shut down for the rest of the year. So it's not looking like spring season is going to happen. Then people are going into the fall season, but they need to, they need to keep on, um, keep on training. Like they're going to be trained for school. Like they need to keep on waking up early. They need to keep on doing stuff in the afternoon, in the sunlight, getting outside, exercising, even if it is with your body weight, like we've been doing a lot of stuff with our body weight and that's just really gotten me, um, really gotten me exercised, and it's been great for me. I know, and it's been great for all these other athletes that are doing. We're doing a lot of stuff with our body weight, but it's, it is it is all about your mindset first before you can do anything. You need to be you need to be able to tell yourself, okay, I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna go on a run, and you need to have a set plan to say, okay, I'm not gonna stop even when I can be easily be sleeping in for all this time since I'm not going to school because. When next fall rolls around and you're not doing these things in the summer, you're not going to be ready for the intensity of a season uh, because you've taken all this time off. We're going to transition it into your podcast, uh, the in the in the community podcast. It's been really good to listen to. I loved it. Uh, so basically, you in your studio uh, recording with uh, great people of our community in the Danville community or Bloomsburg, wherever around us, and just bring them in and talking about what they've done for our community, whether it's been a good service of work or maybe a new business that they opened up and they're trying to promote their business. But I, I know I've, you've recorded like 20 plus episodes now. It's been great. I love to listen to it. So just talk about what the In the Community podcast is trying to get to and what the message is, what, the, what message you're going to try to get out to your audience. Sure, Shane. Um, I actually have breaking news for you. Schools are closed for the remainder of the year. It's made, it's, it was made official about an hour ago. So, you know, and then just going back to the point that we were talking about before, it really, this is a time either you, you're going to need to take some time to kind of reflect, especially if you're like seniors in high school or college, it might be a really, really tough thing to swallow. So it's okay to take some time to yourself and kind of like let all the feelings settle in and just kind of think about it. But once that phase is over, it's time to put everything into action. You know what I mean? So it's time to do something to continue to set yourself up for success in the future. Uh, so I want to encourage all the athletes that's, li that's listening to this, especially if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, you have another year ahead of you. Think about your action plan as to how you're going to come out of this situation better than you were before this whole quarantine started. Uh, as for my podcast, it's called the In Our Community Podcast, available on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, the word community is loosely defined because I jump in and out of different communities. Primarily, I stay within the Denbo community to interview like business owners in this area. Uh, but I jump in, hop in and out of like a dance community that I'm part of or the training and fitness facilities, you know, the community that I'm, you know, I'm around as well. Uh, I'll actually, this is a perfect time to talk about the most recent episode that was released, episode 29. I actually did an interview with my alma maters um, at Salisbury University is where I went to school. They have a really, really strong men's lacrosse program. Uh, the, and I had the opportunity to interview the head coach. His name is Coach Jim Berkman, uh, who's been here 32 years, won 12 national championships within the 32-year span, over 550 wins. Really, really successful coach. 
Um, and I asked him questions about, you know, like the characteristics of the players that he looks for, uh, what makes this program so successful and all that kind of good stuff that like, I wanted to hear from the other side. You know what I mean? Like I, I work with a lot of athletes that's in high school that want the things that he has. So what is it? What, what separates the athletes that he has from the rest of the pack? So if you're an athlete that's wanting to succeed and go to the next level and be competitive, I highly, highly encourage them to listen to that episode. Um, you know, I just love having these kind of conversations and Shane, you're the same way I can tell. I love having authentic conversation with people doing what they love doing, you know, and that's what I wanted to highlight through my podcast. Um, and, and just the title goes along with in our community, because when you are a business owner, when you do what you do with a passion and love and caring for others, you build a community around you or you become a power part of the community. And that's the story that I wanted to get out of in, uh, in, in the podcast that I host. And you're doing a great job. I love, I love just hearing all the different stories that I haven't really heard before and people that you bring in on that I've never really heard about before, but are doing just amazing things for our community. Maybe it is a little step like, okay, taking food to someone who's sick or building up, um, helping some, some persons and that's elderly, especially at this state of the year right now and this during this pandemic. But I, I just have loved all the stories that you've got, that you've gone out of these people and the, all these people in the community are doing such, such great things that maybe just go unnoticed that are so amazing. Uh, and it's a it's, it's those little steps that you always talk about, uh, to end the podcast though, we're going to go into some New York sports. So, uh, big New York sports fans, specifically the giants. So we talk a lot about the giants at the studio a lot. They had an all right season last year. Um, Daniel Jones, of course, the rookie quarterback had a pretty good season, uh, based on his expectations. Um, and then Saquon Barkley, of course, was hurt for some of the season, uh, came back. They finished the season pretty well. They had the fourth overall draft pick in the NFL draft in two weeks from today, actually. Uh, so what are you looking forward to this NFL season? Hopefully it starts on time uh, for the Giants. Well, you know, it's been a sad time to be a New York sports fan, to be honest with you, between the Giants and the Knicks. Those are two of my, those are my two teams. I don't really follow any other sports other than basketball and football. I used to follow baseball, but I kind of gave up on that too. <laughs> but uh, the Giants, I mean, I don't really know. I, right now, I really have a low expectation. I thought they would do better than they did last year, and they didn't. So I'm just kind of going into the season like, okay, if we do fi 500, I think that's a pretty good season, you know. But it, it's sad because, like, Saquon is so electrifying and so fun to watch, and I feel like we're just wasting his years. And that's really sad to see. Um, but I, I just like to see the team work together. I think Saquon's a, a team first player. And, you know, like when I work with the athletes in general, I talk about like team first aspect a lot of times. And when you have a catalyst like that, uh, somebody that's really, really talented, but who is team oriented, you know, like you can think of like Antonio Brown, like he was not a team player. You know what I mean? Like he was a star player like Saquon was, but he's, he's the furthest things from being a team player. Um, so I think that culture could be cultivated within the team led by a guy like a Saquon, who's a team first guy, uh, to create a great culture, which is going to, you know, excel that team. Because, you know, when you talk about that high, high, highest level of sport, the, what separates the great players from the good players is very, the margins, very slim. 
and same thing goes with the team. So like when you don't have that good cultural aspect within the team where everybody loves each other and everybody's willing to sacrifice their own self or the others, uh, they're not going to do well. So I think, you know, having that culture starting to cultivate led by players like Saquon and Daniel Jones is going to be the key in how well they're going to do this year. And I hope they do well, but you know, like we'll see, let's hope that we actually have a season too. Yeah, I hope we can start back up in September. I'm really excited for the Giants. I think they're going to have more wins than last year. I, I would be really happy with 8-8. Eight and eight. and I don't know if you know this or not, Hitty, but they actually added an extra playoff spot to each conference this year. So there's now seven teams uh, in each, the AFC, NFC, that are making the playoffs this season uh, one more than last, uh, last year. Uh, so, I mean, I think the Giants have a chance. Their division was not very good last season. The NFC East got mocked a lot last season. Uh, with the Eagles winning the uh, the division with a nine and seven record, um, but I mean, that, so you never know. Like if the Giants go eight and eight, and the NFC East has a never bad year, you never know what they can do in that division. It's winning the games that they should win. That's what the really big part of it is. You got to win the games that you need to win. The Giants have been notoriously known for playing very good in big games and coming up just short, but then losing to the most terrible teams uh, most weeks and. I, Ever since kind of 2014, 2015, they haven't been the best. But you talk about the culture, and you kind of saw this with the Browns last season, I think. They had a lot of talent on their team, but they didn't really have a, team, a lot of team-first players. You had guys like OBJ and uh, Baker Mayfield not really caring about the team as much as they should have, uh, more of their personal stats. And, I mean, of course, it's great. It's great to have a great stat game, but it's also, great. It's also more important to win. And you saw that with the Browns last, uh, last offseason when they picked up all that talent. Uh, in free agency, and they didn't really do a lot with it. Uh, they had a lot, they, they've had a lot of culture issues for the past 20 years. That organization as a whole has not been uh, very stable, and I think that's shown on their organization. But then you look like a team, you look at a team like the Patriots that doesn't really have a lot of talent on their team year in and year out, and they have a great coach, and they have a great owner, and they have a stable organization that doesn't leak a lot of things, and that a lot of players are team first centric you see that their success every season. Now that might not be the same case this, um, this next couple season with Tom Brady leaving, but I think they're still going to have a good year. They have Bill Belichick still, they still have, um, they still have a great owner. They still have a great organization, a great defense. So I think they're going to do better than most people think just because of the team aspect and how the organization is, has been so stable over the past 20 years. We're going to end the episode, though, with some fantasy football talk. I'm a big fan of fantasy football. You're also a big fan of fantasy football. You've been playing for the past couple of years. I uh, don't really know how you've been doing with success-wise, but I know uh, you've really gotten into it uh, playing with people from RMS. So just kind of talk about your fantasy football success over the past couple of years and what you're hoping to achieve this next uh, regular season. All right. Uh, so – Fantasy football, I've been playing it. You know, I started playing back like three or four years ago again. Uh, I took a little bit of break because it kind of consumes you. Like when the football season's on, the season's on, and I really didn't have a lot of time to give. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was pretty successful. And I kind of tried to go through the similar formula this year, and I was not successful. Uh, I tried to pick up like week one, two, three, I think is really key in the way we pick up paying attention to how, you know, the rookies are doing, how under the radar players are doing to pick up. If you're able to pick up golden nuggets in those three weeks, that's, that's huge. Um, this year's my golden pickup was Waller, the tight end from the Oakland Raiders, I think. 
is that his name? Yeah, he was my he was my pickup. Uh, two years ago, I picked up Tyler Boyd, who had enormous season, and uh, Philip Lindsay, who was a running back two years ago. And, and those two kind of carried me into the playoffs, and I finished third place. This year, not so well. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I usually draft quarterbacks early, earlier than most, uh, and I don't give a lot of chances at running backs because there are a lot of them are injury prone. So maybe I need to change my strategies. I usually am the first one to pick. I'm the guy that picks the kicker and special teams before everybody else to get the first pick. So I usually I, – so the way I look at fantasy football is there's 10 columns or 11 columns depending on whatever you're league in, right? So if I can win six out of the 10 columns each week and guaranteed to win because I have the strongest player of the selection, then I feel like I'm in a pretty good shape. Uh, and so that's always been my approach. But I've never gotten to the top, so maybe I need to change my approach a little bit. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I've had I've had some great fantasy football success over the past couple of seasons with my friends from Danville. Actually, it was really cool. So last last year at my house, we did a big fantasy football draft with a, a board, like a big like sticker board on it, and you would go up and put the sticker on the board. It was so awesome. Uh, it was a really fun draft with some friends from RMS. Actually, Gabe Benjamin was on that draft. It was a lot of fun. He had, he had a pretty good season also. I think he finished in third place. Uh, he had a really good draft. I remember everyone just saying, wow, like he drafted so many good, talented players. And, I mean, they did pan out. It was I think he had Saquon, and he kind of got injured, so it kind of ruined his season. But I, I think it's just awesome fantasy football just to, like, kind of be in, like, a GM mode. You know what I mean? Like, just saying, like, okay, like, I own this team, like, when should I drop this player? When should I pick up this player? Should I pick up this guy's backup if he gets injured, especially with like running backs? I I also had Darren Waller too uh, last season. He he was really awesome. I picked him up in like the tenth round. He was rookie tight end for the Raiders. He had a great uh, season last year. But I just I love everything about fantasy football. Just thinking that you're like an actual general manager. It's been awesome the past couple of years that ESPN has been doing it. But that's going to be it for the, today's, uh, this week's podcast. I really appreciate you, Hitty, for coming on uh, the podcast. It was awesome. We talked about a lot about your uh, Resurrection Movement Studio and how that's grown over the past five years. Uh, seeing it grow by myself has, has been amazing. Uh, working out with athletes in the summer every day has been awesome. Uh, building those relationships with people, building that mindset, building that great mentality. Uh, but I want to thank you one, one more time for coming on. Definitely go listen to the In Our Community podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find that uh, episode 29 with the Salisbury lacrosse coach. It's great, especially for athletes out there. I know I have a lot of athletes listening to this podcast right now that want to get out and that want to improve uh, for their next season. But I want to thank you, Hitty. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York, New York, I want to 
old town blue. 